Welcome to Podcasting for Coaches. I'm Brittany Felix, and I'm a podcast launch consultant who specializes in helping coaches and consultants utilize the power of podcasting as a way to build brand awareness and generate new leads for their business. I realize not every new coach or consultant can afford to hire someone to help launch their show, so I created this podcast as a way to guide you through the process of launching and utilizing your very own podcast to help you grow your business and reach a new audience of adoring followers and potential clients. If you're ready to get your voice and podcast out into the world, head over to podcastingforcoaches.com to learn more. Welcome to episode 50 of Podcasting for Coaches. In honor of March 20th being the International Day of Happiness, I decided to bring you my interview with Maura Sweeney this week, who is a self-created ambassador of happiness. You'll understand more about what that means when we dive into the interview. But really quickly, as is customary here lately, I'm going to talk about my experience with Squadcast for this interview. We did have some more issues this time. When Maura first clicked the link to join the call, she was able to access Squadcast and she was able to type to me in the comment section, but she couldn't actually join the real call itself. So I could see her comments, but I couldn't see her on the call. She said that there was no join session button when she first went to the website through my link. She was able to go back out of it and then go back into it, and that time she saw the join session button and was able to access the call and I could see her just fine. However, that wasn't where the trouble stopped. As I usually do, I asked Maura if she could record her side of the conversation locally so we could have it as a backup. As soon as she opened GarageBand to record her side of the audio, her voice became distorted on my end from what I could hear, and then it went completely silent. She could hear me, but I could not hear her. Even after she closed out of GarageBand, I still couldn't hear her. So she had to go completely out of Squadcast again, completely out of her browser, and then click on the link a third time from the email that I sent her. And at that point, she was able to join the session. I could hear her, and we just did not have her open GarageBand again. Therefore, I did not have a local recording for her. So from that point on, everything went smoothly. There were no issues during the actual interview, and there were no issues getting the files afterwards. So those are two little situations in this phone call that I'm not exactly thrilled about with Squadcast, and it's not exactly making me comfortable with recommending it or feeling that it's a reliable service. However, Zachariah Moreno, who is one of the founders and creators of Squadcast, has heard my feedback on this show. And he reached out to me recently and asked if we could have a conversation about my experiences with the program and what my ideal experience would be like from a recording program. So kudos to Zachariah and Squadcast. I think they really, 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 truly do care about making a great platform. So I am actually at the time of this recording, I'm speaking to Zachariah tomorrow. So I cannot wait to bring you an update in my next solo episode, most likely, of what Zachariah and I discussed and what he had to say about some of the issues I've been having, as well as where he hopes to take the platform in the future. So with all of that out of the way, I'm not going to waste any more time, and we will go ahead and get started with my interview with Maura. The self-created ambassador of happiness, Maura Sweeney, is on a mission to advance the human race. A former decorated corporate manager and homeschooling mom, Maura set out at midlife to positively impact the greater world. Featured on NBC, BBC, European TV, and African press, she's lectured to aspiring FBI and CIA candidates, which is amazing, moderated a Florida think tank event, 
served as panelist for a national virtual town hall for race relations, spoke at the inaugural Nelson Mandela Day celebrations, and joined several celebrities as a spoken word contributor for Action Moves People United, raising awareness for world peace. Author, podcaster, and international speaker, Mora was named Woman of the Decade at the 2018 Women's Economic Forum held in The Hague. Having traveled to 60 different countries and engaged with an array of diverse people, Mora shares life lessons, reflective questions, and paradigm-shifting concepts to inspire personal leadership for a better world. Mora, thank you so much for being on the show today. I am super excited to talk to you. And why don't you give us just a little bit of a background on your podcast, which has been going for several years, and how you got into it, what made you decide to start it, and you know what it is and about. Oh, well, Brittany, thank you, first of all, for having me on. I'm thrilled to be here. I love to chat and share ideas, especially with other people that are looking to expand their own world and their own influence. So what got me started? Probably my whole life got me started because I was always an idea person. And you opened up by saying that, or maybe finished by introducing me as someone who wanted to positively impact the world, which is exactly what I'm all about. And so I would say when it comes to podcasting, I started incorporating podcasting into all that I was doing a couple of years ago when I realized it was another avenue for me to pursue. I was one of the early YouTubers. Then I was writing blogs. I wrote books. I guess wherever I found an opportunity to share my ideas with the outside world, I would take advantage of it. But when it came to podcasting, I found it to be maybe more unique and more intimate than a lot of the other forms of communication because podcasting somehow by eliminating somebody's face ends up being, I would say, much more personal. When you can't see somebody's face and all you could do is hear their voice, it's almost like reading a book and imagining what's going on in the story rather than going to the movies and watching it and having someone add all those other elements. When you just hear someone's voice on a podcast, you end up drawing your own pictures in your own mind. And there's something about that that I find very powerful, not only for the person who's speaking, but also powerful for the person who's listening because they can draw more things out of it and draw upon their own imagination in figuring out what they want to do with the words that are coming their way and even the feelings that are coming through in a podcast that don't always come through in, let's say, a video or even a written word. Right. So what made you decide to start your podcast on the particular topic you talk about? And if you don't mind explaining a little bit what that topic is and what you do with it. Sure. You mentioned that I'm the ambassador of happiness. I really feel like we could have a happier society if people lived happier from their insides out, meaning that their lives corresponded with what they believed in on the inside. In other words, if they lived more authentically. So my web, my uh, podcast rather is called Living Happy Inside Out and it bears my name. So my podcast is basically very short, unlike a lot of other people's podcasts. And unlike other people's podcasts, it's just a monologue. I'll ask people a reflective question. Then I go in to tell some personal stories that will relate to that question I'm asking. And then I finish up by giving people a call to action. And so it's in those three little pieces that generally take maybe 10 minutes. I am connecting with my audience. I'm 
using my mantra, which is living happy inside out, which means that helps me with my brand. And I'm inviting people in to think independently, to think on their own, and to go intuitively and find out what resonates for them in their own life as being authentic and real and empowering. Okay. And I love that because I completely agree. Everyone, the whole world can use more happiness all the time, always. It's something that I have tried to work on pretty much my entire life. I've always said, I don't really care like what I do for a living. I don't care where I am. I just want to be happy. Whatever that looks like for me in the moment, because that can change. I just want to be happy. So I love that you're doing this work and putting this out into the world. And why don't you talk to us a little bit about how you have been able to put that message out into the world on a larger scale because of your podcast? I know that other platforms have picked it up. You've gotten some speaking engagements. So what has that reach been like now that it's been expanded by your podcast? You know, I think the podcasting really has helped me a lot. You could tell I like to talk, which is probably one reason why I'm on your podcast. And I'm an idea person. Podcasting for me allows me not just to ask a question and share a story, but also to convey a lot of emotion, a lot of feeling, a lot of the more subtle elements that, let's say, just a written word can't do. So I want to share this one story, and I think it's probably helpful for anybody who's listening today. The first opportunity of many that I've had to speak overseas, which was really part of my big goal in helping to transform the human race, was <laughs> when there was a woman who was responsible for putting together an international human resource and leadership conference out of Dubrovnik, Croatia. She had heard of me somewhere. She was able to check out my website, but then she listened to my podcast. Now, this particular leadership conference that they were doing, they had done the prior year and they had had someone come in from the United States and they were maybe, it was someone who was supposed to be, let's say a motivational speaker or whatever. And apparently that person didn't deliver all that they were hoping. Mm. Well, she said to me, Maura, I saw what you were writing. And she said, it sounded like what we wanted because she said, we are in a war, a previous war-torn area of the world. And she said, as a result of that, there's a lot of disharmony. There's a lot of ill will. And she said, we really needed someone who had the capacity and the capability to bring people together. But she said, the interesting thing about you is she said, once I heard your voice, I heard kindness, kindness. And she said, something in your voice told me you were legitimate and authentic and you were very sincere about your work. And I never forgot what she told me. Because there are a lot of people that may have a message. They may be like a billboard. But do you ever go to a billboard and then you look behind it and there's nothing there but air? There's no mm -hmm. depth. There was something apparently in my podcast that literally came through for this conference organizer. And it was a quality of being. It was a state of character and integrity that I, maybe let's say I hope that it would come across, but to actually hear her tell me that, I thought, wow, that's pretty remarkable. And that very fact that through my podcast, she was able to discern elements of my character that she was looking for in order to turn this international conference into a success got me over there. 
at a five-star resort to end up, you know, with people that were in ministry in different countries. One of them, I think, was a um, a vice president at Pepsi Cola. They had several people, wow. and I thought, imagine that just from talking. <laughs> Kind of funny, but it was really not lost on me that the tenor of my voice, the quality of my voice, so it wasn't just the words, it wasn't just the message, it was the very essence of who I was that came through in the podcast that made the definitive difference. So if you're talking with a group of people, you know, on your podcasting for coaches, people that are looking to advance their business, I hope that that very message isn't lost on them, that everybody out there has a message, but is there something in your voice that you could convey in your podcast that shows people your authenticity, your sincerity, and then it'll click with the audience that you're hoping to connect with and obviously that they are seeking for in someone like you. I love that so, so much. I actually got goosebumps when you were talking about what she was telling you that she gleaned from your podcast because that really, truly, to the core, speaks to the power of podcasting because just like you said, she could read blog posts and she could read things that you had put out, but it wasn't until she heard your voice that she really felt like she knew you on a deeper level where she knew that she could put this conference that she had been entrusted in putting on, she could put that in your hands and trust you with that. And that is incredible. Well, thank you. And thank you for restating it so well. It's true. And how interesting that the person she brought in the year before did not deliver. So in other words, it was it seemed to be a good message in print. Mm-hmm. But when they had that person come in, that person fell flat. In other words, there was nothing behind the voice that really resonated with the audience. So I have to tell you from my perspective as someone who from the time I was little, and I mean this, little, I wanted to see the world get along. I wanted to see all of society get along. So imagine the first ever international conference I'm invited to speak at is from a part of the world that has known war and division and strife, and they literally needed someone to come in and almost be something of a healing bomb or an influencer that could bring something so genuinely needed in that part of the world. So it actually worked well on both sides of the equation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, that's a moment where I would imagine you being there in the moment, if you weren't just so busy, was probably pretty surreal to you to see this whole thing come full circle from being a child wanting to help people in the world get along to now literally doing that very thing by using the power of your voice and spoken word. And I love that so, so much. I know I've said that so many times, but I really do because it's a true impact on the world. It's a deeper meaning, I think, than just, you know, a typical entrepreneur who maybe is starting a podcast because they want to sell out their latest course, which there's nothing wrong with that. But the people who listen to this show, I hope, because those are the people I speak to, they want to do more. They feel called to make an impact on the world. And I truly, truly believe there is no better way to do that than with a podcast. And you are proof of that because you literally made an impact. Brittany, thank you. I'm glad you say that. And yes, I will tell you, it is absolutely surreal. It is surreal to think that when I was a little kid, there was no such thing as podcasting. And people couldn't imagine being heard overseas. But to think that the very vision and hopes and let's say dreams of a better global society that I lived with as even a preschooler, I could start executing through something as inexpensive to run as a podcast. 
That's powerful. Mm -hmm. And really the other side, as much as I say my mantra is living happy from the inside out, the other part of me is helping people through my podcasts take their dreams. Oftentimes people have dreams in life and they forget about them or they think those Mm -hmm. dreams are too big, but helping people take their dreams and turn them to realities. And I will say for anybody who's running a podcast, who is an idea person, if they can take a vision that they have and constantly incorporate it into the content and context of their podcast and help other people see a vision and connect with a vision. That is so powerful. And I think I'm going to say it again, as I did at the beginning of this podcast, I don't think there's any more personal platform we can use than the podcast when it comes to connecting with people. It's so personal Mm -hmm. and so intimate. Yeah, absolutely. So I know that you briefly touched on it right there in that answer for people who are their idea people and infusing their goals and their hopes for their, you know, their audience into their podcast. Do you mind explaining a little bit more what that might look like? And even if it's just, you know, from your standpoint, how you do that with your own podcast. So for the listener of this episode who is considering starting a podcast and they want to know how to get that message across in auditory form, how to really infuse their passions and their hopes and their goals for their ideal clients, their ideal, you know, people that they work with. How do they do that? in a podcast episode? What does that look like? Oh, I think it probably varies by individual. You know, one of the things that I remember I struggled with here in the West Coast of Florida, we have a really innovative group of people. I think it's probably one of the most innovative areas. I'm not saying that because I live here, but we just have (laughs) a lot of people that are into things like this. And I can remember going to a number of podcasting events here in the Tampa Bay area. And I would come home and I'd be like, how come I don't fit in with anybody? Because they were running podcasts that might be a half hour, an hour in length. They were selling Mm -hmm. things. They were creating sales funnels. And I have to tell you, Brittany, I would come home sometimes and I'd feel like odd man out. And I would say to myself, do I need to replicate what these people are doing and then take away from who I think I am? Or can I stay true to myself? So for anyone contemplating their own podcast, I would say, Listen to what other people are doing, but compare everything, not only intellectually, but I even want to say emotionally on the inside with what feels right for you. Let me give you just one example. I think I might have mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, my podcasts were always short. It started with Mm -hmm. a question because I spend my whole life asking questions because (laughs) I'm always looking for the answers. I'm also a storyteller, so I always incorporate stories because it feels right for me. You know, there are some people, they just love facts and figures. They love to quote other people. Well, that works for them. There are some people that love to do long form interviews. That works for them. So I would say the big advice is follow what feels right and what feels natural for you. And then stay with it. And then as you get other ideas, see if you can take them and maybe incorporate them in a way that feels natural for you. And I want to give you one example. Coming home one night from one of these big podcaster events, and again, everybody's busy doing interviews of everybody else. And I thought, oh my gosh, but I'm not interviewing anybody else and I'm not doing a sales funnel. And, you know, these were things that internally just didn't resonate for me. 
But at the same time, I thought, wait a minute, there's something here. I'm at an event. There's got to be something here that I'm looking for. And I almost had a eureka moment. I haven't done this in several months, but what I started incorporating into my brief podcasts were other podcasters' voices or other people who could share with my listenership what things made them happy. That was my main topic. So I was, in a sense, looking to combine my audience with someone else's audience, let's say another person out there who might have a certain amount of influence. And I kept true to my own brand, mm-hmm. but I still invited other people in, but I did it in a way that felt right for me. So I would say the bottom line is listen to what other people are doing, but step back and say, does this feel right for me? Because, you know, if this is again, coming full circle, are you going to be a billboard that's a me too, like everybody else that says, oh, you know, I'm following exactly what everybody else is doing. This is what works. Or I am looking for the element or elements that feel authentically good for me because people, if they're going to be listening to a podcast and they're going to be connecting with some degree of authenticity and integrity about who you are, always ask yourself, does this feel right for me? And if you could do that and then continue with it, I think you'll be on a good, on a good path you know, in making yourself happy, feeling like the product and the property that you're developing is authentically you. And in the process, distinguishing yourself from others around you who may have Me Too products or Me Too podcasts. I absolutely could not agree more. I love that you kind of took that direction of going with what feels authentic to you because, and I've said it on this podcast before, I mean, and I do give advice, you know, your introduction episode should be 10 minutes or less, blah, 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 blah. You know, your intro should be 45 seconds or less. Like I give those kind of general guidelines, but the great thing about podcasting is, is you can throw all of that out the window if it doesn't align for you and your audience. And you can do what feels true and authentic for you and the purpose the podcast serves and the people that it's serving. Because podcasting really is kind of the wild west right now. There are very little restrictions on it. And there are very few rules that you have to actually follow. If you want to be on certain platforms, yes, there are some kind of rules you have to follow. But with the content itself, it can be whatever you want it to be. And that I think is where part of the power comes from is because it gives people a chance to really fully authentically display the good and the bad about their personalities and their missions that their audience is going to resonate with because everyone has good. Everyone has bad. I talk about my own struggles on the show, the mistakes that I make, and I don't know that I would feel comfortable doing that in any other form. So thank you for bringing that point up. Well, good. And I think you always do a very good job of even summarizing further, but you are right. And it is like the Wild West. You know, I used to, um, several years ago here in Tampa Bay, I used to do a Saturday regular terrestrial radio show. And I'll tell you, then you have to play inside the lines. But when you Mm -hmm. get a podcast, you're right. You may have a brief message. Some other days you may have a longer message. Maybe sometimes you want to take a podcast and say, you know what? I could see this going out in installments. It may be the same topic, but I'm going to cover it in six different episodes. And for anyone who wants to be a bit creative or very creative, podcasting allows you to paint outside the lines. And I think it's great. 
Me too. Me too. And I think that is a fantastic way to wrap up the episode here. I hope anyone listening understands just how powerful a podcast can be and how exactly creative you can be with it, like Maura says. So Maura, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you for the work that you're doing for the entire world. And I, for one, cannot wait to see what else you're able to accomplish. Brittany, thank you. And thanks again for having me on. And that wraps up another episode of Podcasting for Coaches. If you'd like to connect with me further, you can do so on Instagram at Podcasting for Coaches. If you know it's time to finally get serious about starting your podcast, go to podcastingforcoaches.com and click on the Work With Me tab in the main menu to learn more about my one-on-one launch consultation packages or my self-paced online course. And I look forward to seeing the podcast that you create and put out into the world. Thank you.